Welcome to Wednesday Comics. To my left, AP18 himself. Alex, how you doing? Hello, everybody. I'm doing well. To my right, GW himself. Garrett, how you doing? Doing good. Wednesday Comics Podcast. My name is Marvin. Here to the comics coming out for the week of last week of May, 30th and 31st. Last two days of May. And as you know, Alex, as I said last week, you know, you're up in April, down in May, and uh, rolling, high, rolling high into June. You know what? Actually, that, that line in that song... Never remember what the June one is. I just know he's up, baby. I just know he's up. Uh, technical snafus uh, delayed this show, so uh, my compatriots here are probably uh, were ready to get off and, and hit the old uh, snooze. Uh, but Papa was jacked up because this this technology, you know, in this 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 twenty twenty three world. Let me tell you guys something, and it kind of it's going to lead us into our first segment here. Um, with technology, I don't know, like. This worked fine before. I don't know what happened. Uh, Garrett, we thought that was an update with the uh, uh, app itself. I reinstalled it. Nothing. I checked that there was an update. There was nothing, so I just reinstalled it. And then I was like, oh, my iPad needs an update. And that took fucking forever, which it did need an update. But uh, And then it still didn't work. And so I have to hook you guys up via a different cord, and now it works fine. Damn. So I don't know what's going on here, technology, but... A big thing. In I was alluding to Alex. It's like downloading a game on PS5, and then the game downloads, and it's like, guess what, motherfucker? Now I have to copy the whole file. So the amount of time it took me to download that game is going to be the amount of time it takes to. Copy. You know what's worse? <laughs> Mirror on PS3 when you would have an update, and uh, I think you did it on PS4 too. It would like not only have the update, but it would have all the rest of the OS. It like would do a clear. And like re-download and reinstall all of it, so you literally yeah. like even if the update was small, you had they had to download the whole thing again, and it Jeez. always took fucking. And then what you're saying is you're like, oh, okay, it's finally done, and then it goes copying, won't percent. Oh, it did know. that for Call of Duty for sure. Anyways, it would technology these days. So one of the big things in the technology world that is getting a lot of press these days is AI, artificial intelligence. And Alex, what do we know about AI? Always goes wrong. They always turn against you. Ultron. Uh, what else we got out there? Hal. Hal. Skynet. Skynet, the big one. How did I forget Skynet? Anyways, these AIs, you just never know. You give them a directive and they might be too dry or might come out with, you know, not enough. Um, and I know they're getting into the creative world. Like, that's the first place they're sticking its teeth into because it's uh, programmable, I guess. So there's AIs that write stories now, make music, make videos. Like, literally, I could type something. It would make a video of somebody talking and acting like they said that. Uh, there's it's AI. Like the, it's like the cyborg from uh, Aliens stabbing the knife <laughs> between the fingers, but you just give it a paintbrush. Right. And then there's uh, apps that... There's literally an app, Alex. And I've, there's enough, there's enough uh, evidence... Not evidence. There's enough samples... What the fuck word am I looking for? There's enough of of your voice, Alex. There's an AI that <clears throat> you can make, uh, like say anything right, and if you like um, give it a song, the dialogue for a song, it will sing that song in that way. So let's say I want Oprah Winfrey to to sing uh, "Beat It" by Michael Jackson. Like that's possible with AI, right? And then you don't have a thing on there where you can train the AI to sound like you. So there's enough samples on here that somebody could take your voice and uh, make it AI. I'm not saying they should, but I'm just saying if you hear Alex, if Alex was actually singing 
Uh, Alice, what's your song? Go to song. Your ears would bleed, by the way, if I sang for you. So uh, it'd be Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. But Alex, what if it was this AI that made your voice pitch perfect? Uh, then I know it's a fucking piece of shit. That's what I'm so, saying. Uh, but anyways, no. in, in some avenues, this AI thing is uh, very good. Uh, and surprisingly, sometimes how good it is. Uh, sometimes, though, it's not there yet. Uh, and it's been getting better and better. And so <clears throat> one of these uh, segments that I want to start having here and... Uh, we didn't have time to do pre-show talk, so we'll talk about the end of the show about maybe mixing up the format a little bit. But one of the things I wanted to be, since uh, AI is big, I've been talking to AI today about the podcast. I'm saying, hey, what's some ideas for topics? Do you have uh, any uh, questions or anything like that? I was talking with it, and we came up with a game plan. And so the show we're having today is the AI, AI show. Um, uh-huh. And uh, also we're going to review the uh, third issue of Animal Man. Uh, for our book club. And uh, I just want to start with the, or the first question. The AI said, hey, here's some questions maybe that might be interesting to talk about. And it said, would you rather, uh, who would win in a fight? Batman with Superman's strength or Superman with Batman's intellect? I pose that to you guys. Um, and I'm what was your Batman answer? The strength of Superman. Batman with the strength of Superman? Yep. Garrett? I am going to take the really... I don't even know what kind of answer this is, but I think they both lose. I don't think a Batman with superhero strength would be able to take on a Superman with Batman-like intelligence. It's, it's, It's just two opposing forces that are the same thing, and though Superman has the intelligence, he has the heart... Though Batman has the powers, Batman still will have his intelligence, and so he would know not to, um, you know, waste his abilities where Superman would never um, overplay his intellect to harm somebody. So I feel like they would either um, not fight at all because they realize the magnitude of the opponent they're about to face, or it's like, uh, yeah neo and agent smith punching each other in the face and blowing a hole in a city sorry i'm on a lot of matrix metaphors tonight um and they're just opposites so it's whatever happens they're both gonna lose i think if if their weaknesses still stand batman would win with having the strength and the intelligence because Superman is still susceptible to kryptonite. But you don't think a Superman no, no. with that amount Batman of... Batman has to be susceptible, too, if he gets the powers. He can't just... He can't get all that... There's no pr- free superhuman strength and invulnerability but and even, all that. He, 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 gotta, he comes with well, the price. He's not, it's not that he's Kryptonian, though. That's the problem. It's the fact that he's Kryptonian that he has the weakness. So just because Batman's got the super strength doesn't mean that he is Kryptonian in DNA nature. Here's so. what here's what I would say about that, uh, Alex. Let's say that Batman does not get the Kryptonian uh, poisoning, um, uh, not benefit. What's the other word? Uh, downfall of this thing. You th- I think Superman with an intellect of Batman would know really that that's Batman's move and find a way to not make it effective. Here's yeah, what I would say though: like I, a lead suit. I do believe Batman would win. Um, and it's mostly because, and you were kind of alluding to this, Garrett, that like they're both the same type of force. If you give them one, the intellect and the other, the, the uh, strength, that you have two forces that are of equal 
uh, straight, uh, equal power overall. But I think, so since we're only changing the power uh, each one of them has, but we're not changing the person that Superman doesn't have what it takes or he doesn't even want to go to the distance with that and Batman will. Like, he will never get to a point. He will never do what he did in Man of Steel and snap somebody's neck. Like, he will never go to that point. Batman, I could see making that sacrifice if it came to it. That's his one more, that's his one uh, moralic rule, though, is not to kill. But who's the, but maybe he doesn't have to kill him. But I think Bruce would be the one to at least go far enough to incapacitate one way or the other. Bruce would Super- be willing to. That's fight. what he does now. Bruce would be that's willing to fight now. dirty, and Superman wouldn't. I think that's where he wins. Yeah, he. You're right. He would cross that line using his powers t- to get the advantage, where Superman probably would not, unless he had to. Batman literally. Superman would be like, "Hey, Krypton is not going to hurt me right now. I'm wearing." Uh, an armor full of lead and uh batman literally would pull out a jackhammer that's made of kryptonite and and go right through that shit like he doesn't care if he's gonna hurt his friend he wants to die hey, you, you're ready me ready for me to get you superman nee, 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 nee. And, and speaking of batman i do like how superman sat there the whole time just took it and talking about bruce yeah. i was gonna bring up a point about about bruce um and then i remembered the reason why i know this information is that uh, I started watching Batman Beyond. Yeah, buddy. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing. One thing that was stopping me from watching it, and I don't know where I get this kind of uh, this um, idea for the show, and I think maybe it's growing up I, I would see it on, but I was like in that phase. You know that, I guess they call it tween phase, but I don't really like that terminology. But you're in that phase, uh, I think socially, but also with your, you're trying to figure out what's cool to like and what's not cool to like. Like you're worried about people knowing what you like and stuff like that. And I feel like at that point, I was done watching uh, cartoons like that. Uh, and so I think a part of me was like, that's kid stuff. So I started watching it, and it actually isn't, it's actually more serious than I thought it was going to be. Um, yeah, it's like much more adult. And I actually like, and, and what I was going to say was, is that Bruce will go the distance if it is his hands. But in the Batman Beyond, when he he is too old and he takes advantage of a gun and points it at a guy and then he's afraid of like what he's become. I think that's the only place that Bruce will not go is to use a gun to he sees it in a way of being like not only is it the thing that murdered his family but he kind of sees it as like the ultimate line and he will you know people will say hey does this cross line? I think the only line that he has to cross is that gun and so I think he wouldn't go that far because of who Bruce is deep down inside. But the amount that he would go to is way more than Clark, whatever. Fair. There we go. The first AI. uh, uh, You know what? The AI was not wrong. That was a good conversation. Um, And it actually makes you think because it really, I could see it go both ways. Like if, if Clark could get over that and, and he would maybe have a, a lapse of reasoning, then I could see absolutely he's going to win. I feel like because he's used those powers. Um, but I don't know. I, 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 it's a really uh, it's a question, obviously, that probably came up all over American comic book shops. But when you really think about it, it's more uh, a question about who you feel like those two individuals really are underneath the powers and why would they win. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which makes it interesting. I mean, that makes it kind of superhero interesting, I feel like. It's like you strip away everything, and if there's still compelling uh, drama there, then I think that's what makes these great stories. Because I feel like uh, Garrett, uh, Action Comics, the New 52 run with Grant, like it's him like mm-hmm. learning, like at the early days of his powers, right? Where he can't really fly, he could just jump high and... And like it's early on when his powers are kind of nerfed. It doesn't matter what powers this guy has. I think the interesting thing about Clark Kent is the duality of him trying to fit in, but also realizing that he's the number one person who will never fit in with this group of people because of how different he is. And you take away everything, and that's just a story that people can still relate to, is that uh, that kind of alien kind of feeling of not knowing where you belong. So like I think... When we think of these characters, I think, and, and and later on today we'll talk about Animal Man. I was thinking about that too. It's just like when you really strip it down, that story. You know, Garrett, go ahead and, and tell us where we're gonna. Where, well, what's this uh, book club we have? Wednesday Comics League of Extraordinary Gentle People proudly presents Animal Man by Jeff Lemire and uh, Travel Foreman. Like even when you strip it down to its parts. Right, and you really look at this animal thing, and they kind of even touch about this in a mental way when they're in the red, and they said we played on the the tropes and stuff like that of the eighties that you would be comfortable with, saying that it was an alien that gave you these powers and you were a superhero. Um, if you even strip it down to like the bare essentials of what this story is, the family drama and and the situation of like having like this girl's four years old. And Alex certainly knows what it's like to have a four-year-old. I certainly know what it looks like to have a four-year-old. And just the thought that, like, somebody of four years old would have that kind of weight on their shoulder. And really, you have no idea what's going on and not even sure if you're able to help or stop what's going on. Um, And then you have the other side where two individuals are not powered at all in this situation. And it's kind of almost like what the actions of the father, what do they, how do they affect the rest of the family? And when you even bear it down to those spare parts, this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, uh, what I thought was interesting about this issue is I thought uh, the human side, like the the wife and the son, Cliff, and I can't think of the wife's name. doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> when uh, they were back, like just at their house, and those dead animals are still alive, I thought Maxine had to like keep them alive. I didn't really understand that. No, she just brought them she made them corporal. Like yeah. she made them. And I was like, that's fucking power. That is out of this world. I thought it was like, okay, when I'm in the room, these things are animated. Not when I'm in a different, basically dimension. Oh, they're still, I was like, damn, that is some power. And you know, when the rot or the red is kind of explaining to buddy and to Maxine, like, Hey, you buddy, you were only in this, uh, to basically breed her. We needed her the whole time. That's why you got your shitty powers. Which yeah. I know. I feel as the ruse. I'm just like, damn, that is intense. Well, like, even to the point of where they're like, yeah, like they laughed at him thinking that they, he goes, she gave me powers. And they go, oh yeah, we give you that, like that shitty power. is what basically how they word it. I was going back to it. We were talking about on that first issue. Like it's effective, but also like, it looks like it hurts him. Because he like transforms, but also you would really have to be really specific about like the animal. So the power, like in a way, it, you can justify the way that makes sense, but it is a silly power. And and they address that here and saying that Maxine actually is the one that is uh, powerful enough to stop this, and she's the one who yeah, they want. 
and uh, you kind of see it like she almost has the power to like reanimate matter, and even in a way that it's not supposed to be. So they come back to life, and then that other guy she changed his hand to a chicken hand. It's like she's able to somehow reshape any kind of like flesh or flesh that's left over, or even like bones. I guess would still be considered in that realm. Uh, she's able to reanimate it and do whatever with it, which that power is way fucking cooler. Right. And way fucking scarier than a four-year-old's hands. <clears throat> yeah, when someone's not really mature enough to be making decisions that... Uh, yeah, and that too. And the way uh, that... Responsible decisions. And the way that she is uh, almost leading him there and be like, okay, we got to do this, this, and this. It's like, at four years old, I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I... But I, she, I, she tells you that she's using these powers in her dreams. And then she goes to the red in her dreams. So when Buddy's asking for help and she goes, Maxine, I need your help. And she goes, no, dad, just relax. It's okay. He goes, no, I need your help because I can't get through this without you. Right. As you're watching him slowly get ripped apart. And then she comes back and hugs him and puts him back together, uh, which is the artwork was phenomenal. Right. When he's channeling between dimensions, the way that his body's being seeing that. And this also almost fits what I was saying, like be able to reshape and reanimate matter the way he was all like that, but she kept the same form almost in a way that she can resist that type of, uh, uh, animation, um, that, and then the monsters when, when they open that door and they come crawling in, it's like the thing, uh, times 10. Oh dude. Or when he grabs a new skin, the detective. Yeah. The detective at the end, I had me terrified. I'm like, man, it's just creepy. It's amazing Uh, how fast that rot takes over though. Once they've grabbed someone and they've taken that body, they've already got flies on. They're already starting yeah. to like fall apart. Well, that's what they said too. They said, "Hey, they said, hey, our bodies, our hosts are like dying right away. We should have grabbed some more on the way here." And so it really is feels like there's uh, uh, almost um, what like an hour, two hours, and then it's and when you think about it too, like anything that's rotting, like yeah, it's gonna. There's no way once it starts to spread, it's done. Like you might no, yeah. No, the Hunters Three are not the Avatar of the Rot. That's Arcane, I believe, right? Yes. Okay, so they they just are fundamental. Are they monsters necessarily, or are they They're, literally just like amalgamations of dead things? So, just based on what we've read so far, um, I believe we were kind of told, or at least insinuated in the last issue, that these people like live between the Red and the Rot. And so they're necessarily not part of each one. They're trying to almost in a way destroy these pillars to make their own like subset. So okay. even though they, they are spreading the rot and have the rot, um, if they're not hundred percent, the unmen, um, they are in between. And, and I believe the arcane part of your, so like this one's talking about the red and then the rot specifically, I will show up in swamp thing at some point. And then that's why, these guys are of both worlds. And so it kind of leads to like this. I don't want to say event. Cause I believe they cross over like two or three issues and not that much, but it does lead to a big, uh, it, it's, it goes places. It's not just well, even, even in, uh, Frankenstein shade of Frankenstein shade, agent of shade. I know they have a rot world issue as well. Mm. So I mean, it is, it is kind of an event altogether, but anyway, I, in, through that same uh, effect uh, that you were saying, uh, Garrett, before about the uh, detective at the end, like these mm-hmm. guys, like 
there's something about this book and it, it, it remember it resonated with me back then and, and it does still tell today that the way this escalates so very quickly, um, but still somehow keeps intact like the family because everyone's going when shit hits the fan then that's the whole book you know when you read an event book it's just like i can't really pay attention to what's going on anymore there's too much shit going on and in this i i remember thinking back then too like it still holds that family dynamic in the uh drama part uh as the main part of the story and this shit's just happening to this family rather than we're more exposed to everything going on because like we don't see at the zoo, we saw the hippos blow up just to introduce those characters, but obviously they had to get out of there and do all this stuff, and we had, that wasn't really necessary because it's really just focused on the family. And somebody who we know is great at that is Jeff Lemire, and I don't know if I appreciated when I first read this the way he's able to deliver this entertaining of a tale but still have that kind of drama going on. Like, when she's like, God, I shouldn't have married a superhero. And she's like, I'm not your dad. I don't have powers. And all stuff like that. And it just kind of puts you in the the shoes of every single member of this household being like, what would it be like if I was this person? And uh, each one, I think, at least at this point in the story, doesn't really have... Like, you wouldn't favor one over the other. She'd be like, okay, well, like, they're all in a shit spot right now. Like, shit hits the fan so quick. And you really have to see these people at their best trying to get away from the worst. Yeah. I can't even imagine how this arc's going to end. Cause I'm just like, Holy <laughs> shit. We're really in the thick of it right now. So I'm like, what is, what is the status quo for animal man and Maxine? Uh, I guess that's yet to be seen. I'm like, damn, it's just trippy. And I'm like, I'm waiting for like the green to show up, which I know swamp thing or may or may not, or something from that, uh, that realm. But, I'm like, I feel like we're going to be on the, the crazy uh, crazy ride for a bit. Um, I just had it in my head, but what's the kid's name again? Cliff. Cliff. I wouldn't say Buzz for some reason. Cliff, uh, the way, I don't know, the way he reacts to everything is hilarious. And it's nice to have at least one of those characters. You know, like in Star Wars, obviously you have R2-D2 and C-3, but they're supposed to be the comedic relief. And uh, sometimes it can get annoying, and sometimes it's good. And I think... Cliff is a good foil to like how horrible everything else is going. He's still right. for some reason for some reason he still is funny, even when he's not in a situation in which he uh should be having that kind of carefree attitude. Um and it's good. It's good. And it's still what Alex, what year? Twenty twelve, you said? This came out? This have been twenty eleven, I think. Twenty eleven? <laughs> like a book that's fucking what, twelve years old? Holds up. And it's very weird because usually if you get something around this time, and we've done it on the show a million times, being like, we know this was big back then, and it really doesn't hold up. This holds up 100%. Like, this is a uh, master. I don't, I, we won't get there yet, but at least I've read more, and I would just say this is definitely one of my favorite books. I would. I imagine with it being the family dynamic is really what keeps it as a current book i mean that's something that you can relate to no matter mm-hmm. when you read them. right um and the fact that yes they talk about it being superhero stuff you know there might be a glimmer of of batman's name being said or superman and that might be more of a swamp thing or swamp thing issues um but this book is so well done with just the fact that it does focus on these four main characters 
and everyone that might interact with them. I mean, Crenshaw's shown up. He's been now in two issues. Um, and how quick he shows up to that truck stop because he cares about that family. And then that uh, caring about the family obviously fucked him over. <clears throat> but it, if this didn't have the family, this wouldn't be as well of a book or as well received 12 years later, 13 years later, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Right. I think it's better than a lot of things coming out today. So that's a big testament to the. Which actually, that's, and that's only with three issues, right? And actually, I wanted to say we were talking before the show, before the shit hit the fan over here, um, uh, about we usually do the forecast where we, we talk about upcoming books, but we're cutting that short today just because uh, of the technical snafus. But even when I was looking at that list, I didn't have a pick because it, as you what you're saying, Garrett, it's like I've been trying to think to myself: Are there less books today? that interests me or am I just less interested in comic books? No, definitely less books. I I do think that's true because like when we go back and read these uh, older things or things that like we're we're revisiting because either a, none of us have read and people like gloat uh, highly about it or even something where one of us does that. And then the rest of us are uh, reading this, like there's still stuff when I read, I'm like, God, I want to read more. But then there, I don't think there's a book really besides like Saga and that might be it that really like I would still continue to read if I dropped all my books. It's just I think Saga, that's it. Mm. And that was actually going to be a question for you guys. I was going to ask you what your top five are, but I can't drop that ball on you. Not with this show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, we, we better wait on that one. Uh, so maybe we'll talk about that next uh, quarter. And uh, But we, we usually used to update that list. It's been a while, so we probably should... Uh, Look at that list, but I tell you what, it's hard. It's hard out there. And I know there's probably stuff we're missing. There's just stuff with outside of our spectrum that I feel like I don't know, but I don't know. It seems so widespread these days, you know? Like it's it's very hard to find good stuff because less people are reading each title, I feel like, because there's more titles to read. Well yeah. the tough thing though is that there's so many publishers being put out there now. You got DC, Marvel, Aftershock, Image, you know, a dozen different books that are companies you can go through to find a book. Right. How do you read them all and give them all due justice? Um, I mean, between the three of us, I think we all read. Maybe now we've gotten to be more of a we'd read the same stuff. Um, but I mean, I remember even five years ago, we used to read different spectrums of, of books and that we actually then got each other caught up into, and go, oh, well, let's read Deadly Class, or let's read Saga, or let's read Superman, Earth One, or Grounded, or whatever bullshit that Garrett was telling us about. Hey, <laughs> I told um, you it was bullshit. I hope you guys never have to read that 13 issues of walking when you can I fly. Think, I think at some point in time, I do want to read Grounded, just to at least, like, or at least like read the first issue. And because that's one of those books that maybe if you revisited now, twelve years later, what issue is it starting? Ooh, it's at the end. I think it's because uh, I think it ends in nine. Oh, you're oh, right. It goes past nine hundreds. It is like the last. So, G- it's the last thing JMS wrote for DC. At least I think it goes from like nine oh one to nine thirteen. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a twelve issue. And then around. like the final cover is like that white background with him like walking. Yeah. And there's like in the shad the shadow is like the Superman logo. Yeah. It's it's literally like, all right, come on, New Fifty Two. We need some fucking juice here. Like right. <laughs> it's a Superman book and the storyline is called Grounded. Like, let's go. I, I do think it is the 
just the and that's and it sounds like an old man's thing to say that the books today aren't as good as they used to be. But I mean, there are gems. Obviously, we're talking, you know, Sean Murphy. I think he does Tom King. But like when you go back to see like New Fifty Two, for instance, the beginning, in which now we look back on it, and a lot of people are like, "Hey, that was a failure," or or say say that it overstays welcome, whatever you want to say about it. But those official first initial batch of books, I felt like were pretty good. Mostly, there was some rot on it. But, yeah, because they were all, cre- I mean, creative teams with a plan. Whereas I feel right. like a lot of today is, hey, it kind of goes back to like old time where it's like, hey, you, we want you on this book. We don't really know what the fuck we want you to do with it, but we need this book to come out. Right. So make something. As opposed to like, you know, these big name creators being like, I have a story I want to tell, like Tom King. That's why I like Tom King books and. Tom Taylor and all these bigger names come in and are like, I want to tell this story. And then you can feel like the passion behind it. Uh, unlike the certain uh, writers that took over Grayson, where it's like, fuck, this thing was supposed to go to 14. We're taking it to 14, you know, like I feel in, uh, and a big part of this, I feel like is that. So before it used to be that it was a, a lot harder to break in, but once you got there, there was less out. So it was easier I feel like at that time, especially if you broke in with a, one of the big two, you would have some sort of career, whether it be a huge or whether it be small, whatever it was. But nowadays, it's almost the opposite. Like it's easy to break in, or at least the very fact to get your content out there. But then there's so much of it, and where is it that it's hard to get noticed? And I think uh, this kind of adds to the fact that you were saying, like Tom King and all those people that we enjoy, but like. Before Marvel and DC, like that's what they did was write those comic books. Today, now they're owned by different entities, and really, whether or not their comics sell or they don't sell, like they're not going out of business tomorrow. And so, I feel like there's less incentive to be like, let's write a story that is going to be one of these classics. Like, I'm not even saying like to a greater extent that everybody's like this. I'm just saying I feel like that way. And maybe, and once again, if I'm wrong, uh, there's great books out there coming out. Let me know. But uh, I was kind of depressed looking at that list today. So, what am I going to read? Vampirella? That's not for reading. Inclusion of Punisher. Well, I don't know if you can read that for the the word. I think you just got to look at the pictures for that book. No, I read for, <laughs> I read it for the articles, Alex. Come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. Uh, there's the Animal Man number three. We'll read number four for next week. Uh, and see what happens to see what come on what's happening with the good old uh jesus christ um buzz buddy no, buddy no B- uh, buddy and maxine yeah another kid the Baker family maxine cliff no, cliff jesus uh cliff, cliff and tammy cliff and tammy what's gonna happen with these two <laughs> i don't know what the wife's <laughs> ellen. is like ellen ellen yeah, that's right uh, tammy sounds tammy. better buddy maxine cliff and tammy cliff and ellen like <laughs> running away from this uh what can only be described as uh, a man thrown in a blunder and coming and came out with tentacles um <laughs> if that thing showed up on my house i think i don't even run i just give in like, I don't think you could run. I, I'm surprised that they got away. Like, the only thing they got away is animal uh, attack. Well, with how fast the detective got eaten, I don't know how. Uh, I mean, maybe Ellen and Cliff have like a protective animal charm on them. Or but something. he he also like he, was uh, um, taken from the back. This one was they went to the front door, baby. 
They yeah, want to see these true. people in fear. I like that he knocked on the door before he even broke in. He didn't just bust through the house or break through the windows. He, well, he didn't know he was rotten yet. I guess that's true. He thought he had more time and it was like, dude, your skin's falling off your head. <laughs> well, I think he would have noticed. I guess not because he was walking to the door when the other two siblings <laughs> got fucked up and changed yeah. back. So. Um, next on the uh, AI docket, uh, she had a very serious question for you guys, which I did tell you, and maybe you can just tell me your answers quick. What's your favorite comic artwork and what makes it stand out? Go ahead, Al. Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Mark Buckingham from Fables. A, I think part of the reason I, I put it so high and probably as high as it is is the fact that I've read 90% of the book. I've loved every part of it, and I am a big, big sucker for you know the Disney shows, these fables that they have come from, the, the grim fairy tales. Uh, the art is real and yet not real, and he does such a good job with that. I don't know if you guys haven't read enough of it. Uh, setting the stage because he does so well on his pencils um, either the splashes or when you get to some of those more minute details are so well done that just it's still on my top five for best series I've ever read and Mark Buckingham laid a big hand into making that book what it is yeah see I have to go with Francis Manipal um you know, I just think back to New 52 with the Flash. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I see my statue and I'm just like, fuck, that artwork's good. And I think what's difficult for a lot of artists is like flow, like flowing from one panel to another. Yeah. And even getting outside the, the grid and making it like flow through text. Like I think Francis Manable does an amazing job with very vibrant colors but it's not like cartoony. Like we don't got like a, what was that one artist? Uh, Brett Booth. It's not like, like so 3d. I mean, it's gritty, but vibrant, very detailed and has the ability to catch your eye. Like go from the grid to like, it, it could do a full circle page where it starts in the top left and makes a big circle counterclockwise or something or clockwise. And like, that's I feel like that's hard for some artists to do because they want well, they don't use the medium correctly, but thankfully Francis Manipal is allowed to do what he does. And you know, if I really I know Marvin may have been able to check out clear, Alex, I don't know if you're gonna yeah. get clear. Um but fantastic. It was like seeing him do like a detective comics run almost. I mean, it's I'm not gonna spoil the plot, but a very good story. Uh, with amazing art and like Scott Snyder does a great job of world building, but it's just that guy. If he was, I wish he was on a creator own book and I would get the shit out of it. And I just feel like we don't have enough of him uh, going on right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Manipal is the reason I went back to reread the flash back in college when it first came out and I read it and then I reread it again. Uh, he himself is the reason I kept reading that book. Cause it was just, like you said, every issue was phenomenal. And the way he yeah. made everything just flow, like you said. So it's good. And when him and when him and Bouchalato did a Batman run, like they basically traded. Like I think they went to 
Batman and Scott and Greg went to Flash for like a an arc. I was like, that was just fucking genius. By the way, you bring up Brett Booth, and so I'm reading Animal Man in the issues, and the Teen Titans cover keeps showing up. Yeah, with, with the tattoo on Superboy's arm, and it's Brett Booth, and I look at Superboy's face, I look at Robin's face, and I look at uh, Kid Flash or Impulse's face. They're all the same fucking face. <laughs> yeah. R.I.P. Somebody who I I think, and it's a very hard question to answer about who's your favorite uh, piece of artwork you've seen in a book, mainly because, at least for me, I'm not. I guess I won't speak for you too, but for me, it does change with the uh, not only the times, but like the type of books I'm into. So, like, if I'm really into reading more uh, cop stuff and detective stuff, like somebody who. Somebody like um, shit Phillips. Kennedy Phillips. Phillips Kennedy. No, who and uh, uh, Jesus Christ. Where's that? What's that book's name? Uh, Texas. That Texas Blood. Phillips. Yes. Phillips. Phillips. Oh, like Jacob Phillips. Jacob Phillips. Jesus Christ. Like that type of artwork okay. with like a very muted, very much like uh, looser kind of line work. And also uh, very kind of mood lighting. Uh, then I'll be into that. But I think if I'm going to give one answer, and I have this caveat of this whole thing, let's cut through the bullshit right now. I think I would say Dave Gibbons and for like Watchmen, like Watchmen. Ooh, is Watchmen is and in it kind of goes to what you were saying, Garrett. Like there's two things. There's there's like multiple things, but I think two things for at least for me stand out when I look at piece of artwork is that it has to be driving the story forward and be. Uh, story focused and then also it has to fit the tone of the book but also like I think you have to just, like what's the really looking for like it has to look good in the sense of I can see what's going on because there are some artists uh, that it's hard to, I mean, and, and maybe that's the way they want to tell the story and stuff like that but it's also hard to see what's going on and, and if you think about Dave like they used his artwork for like the movie as storyboarding it out because it's really perfect. And no matter if it's splash page or nine page grid, uh, I think the work they did in that book is like, you could literally teach a class on the, on the panels of that book. So, um, I, whenever I think of great artwork, that's the first thing, the first thing that pops in my head is Dr. Manhattan on Mars. And it's just like, that's what it is. Like I, I that's probably the first print I would ever buy and hang up. Is uh, him all alone in Mars? Damn. Uh, and here, okay. I asked uh, the AI, and this is when I say the AI is kind of fucking stupid. Right? This AI-based show that we're doing today in honor of AI, but also I'm going to shit on it. Um, <laughs> I said, "Hey, what if we change the name for the podcast? What would be some good podcast names?" And uh, not only do I think like half of these are already a podcast out there. And so this person just literally, I mean, the AI literally just went out and found what they were called. Um, some of these are like, I don't know. I, this, is not, this is not the kind of uh, titles that I enjoy. Uh, first one, Inks and Panels, Exploring the Comic Verse. By the way, they're all colon something. I don't know why that's. <laughs> uh, sequential Stories, colon, Unveiling the World of Comics. Comic Chronicles, Unmasking the Heroes. Pow oh, pow panels dive into oh. comic universe. <laughs> the comic cave tales and talks of superheroes. 
Beyond Balloons, A Comic Book Journey, Panel Pundits, Conversations on Comics, Comics Unboxed, Unveiling the Art of Sequential Storytelling, Oh Jesus! The Word uh, Bubble, Conversations with Comic Book Lovers, <laughs> I never saw that lovers word last time. <laughs> Even I know what it's trying to say, but it still sounds weird. Yeah, this show's about uh, lovers. Uh, the Cape, the Caped Mike exploring comic book narratives. The Cape Mike is not a bad name for a show. I just could never fucking say it clear enough that you would know what I'm saying. I can't say the Cape, <laughs> the Caped Mike. It's just too much. Nah. It, it's too like it doesn't sit right in the mouth. About Wednesday comics. Wednesday colon. comics. So the hashtag hashtag guest host one story. Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> The thing is that if every one of them had a colon after them, they almost sound pompous. And so every time you'd say, welcome to blah, 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 colon, blah, 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 blah. Like, how how far is that rod up your ass? <laughs> Wednesday comics. Thick and fat Reese's. I, I will say, <laughs> I, did ask, I did ask AI if, if they had heard of the Wednesday comics podcast and what they thought about it. And it didn't uh, know us and, and told me a little bit about the show. Um, that's not actually, it's not like the description that I created. It actually like knew what the show was about. And I was like, it's kind of, I don't know how that happens. Like, is it actually, li- did it listen to the show when I asked that question or what? But when you, when you asked, did it listen to every single episode in 30 seconds? Yeah. So now it knows. You should about. ask it who hosts the show. All right. I'll ask oh, it. Or, or, ask it or ask the AI, who is your favorite on Wednesday comics. You're right. Who is your daddy and what does he do? I'm gonna ask it. <laughs> when I got when I got Siri, that was one of the first questions I asked Siri. Who is your daddy and what does he do? And uh she I think she does repeat the the movie line. Uh Ooh. next here I asked, Hey, give me a fucking game, bro, about comic books. Like what are we doing over here? And so the AI uh I'm gonna call it my buddy Gary. I know you're also Gary, but and it's gonna be confusing a little bit, but uh Gary oh, wow. I feel like it's his name. You know what? Todd. I got a new one. Gary was the old one. Cool. Didn't last cool. that long. I fired his ass. I got Todd in here now. So was Todd, it two hours or just one? <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, is it Todd with one D or Todd with two Ds? Two Whoa. Ds. We don't go one. Is it Hot Toddy? Hot Toddy. Double D Todd right there. I like so, it. <laughs> so I asked, I asked Toddy the machine. I go, hey, what's a game? And I say, hey, have them name the hometowns of these superheroes. And I said, that's a good idea. So I'm going to name a superhero, and you guys have to tell me what's their hometown. And I will let you know if it is an actual city or if it's like a, in a fictional world. Um, only two are fictional. The rest are actually real. Um, and it's their hometown, not their town of operations, right? Right. Their hometown. Okay. Which actually, I'm not sure if they move much in, in comic books, but it is their hometown. And uh, so I'll say the character. Um, these are all in the United States, except for one of the fictional, but we'll talk about that later. So the first one is a real United States city. Uh, Blue Beetle, Hami Rays. Oh, God, I just read a comic. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, San Francisco. Arizona. Oh, it's a city. That's a state. It's a state. I'm going to go with Uh, Mexico. (laughs) You know what? What about South Uh, America? No, 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 no. God, I think Alex is right with San Francisco. 
Are you gonna just get you gonna double up with him? Yeah, I'm gonna double up. Uh, that is not correct. It's El Paso, Texas. Damn. Now, You're close with Arizona. <laughs> I know, see? <laughs> That's why I was like, oh, he knows. And then you, you were just like, ah, I'm just going to go with Alex. Um, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Ooh. I'm going to go Pittsburgh, PA. Um, you know what? I'm going to go Brooklyn, New York. So when this, I saw this one, I was trying to think back if the show is set in this city. And I... I think it is. I don't remember though. Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Oh shit! So I don't know if the if that show takes place in there. It kind of looks like it. Well, it takes place in London for part of it. Oh, that's so right. I guess it could. In an Egyptian part of it. And... Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Real, real U.S. city. Real U.S. city. Satana. Oh shit! Satana. Las Vegas, Nevada. Las Vegas, Alex. What do you think? Uh, Atlantic City, Georgia. Uh, she is from Salem, Massachusetts. Ah, oh, son of a. That does make sense. She's a witch. Gosh. All right, here you right. go. Fictional. Not, not city. Salem, South Dakota. No, not Salem, South Dakota. <laughs> not no, also not Wakanda, South Dakota. Um, Spelled differently. <laughs> Uh, this is a fictional city in the U.S. Booster Gold. Booster Gold. You already did? Fuck. Oh, no, you did Blue Beetle. Um, fictional city in the world, in the United States. Um, oh, man. I'm going to go Star City. I don't know why. Star City. <laughs> I'm going to go... Keystone City. Gotham City. Gotham City. Ah. It seemed too obvious. I know. I was going to say, I was trying to think that, remember that um, Tom, Cur- Tom King, Batman, and Booster Gold story? I was trying to think of that, and I was like, yeah, it was in Gotham, because Batman was here. Okay. Um, <laughs> here we go. Real, real city, United States. Real. Firestorm. Ronnie Raymond. Oh, fuck. St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, I'm, I'm going... Fuck. Um, Firestorm is from Metropolis. Oh, it's a real city. <laughs> well, there actually is a Metropolis, Illinois, but... Uh... uh Fuck, man. I don't know. I'm going to go Chicago. Chicago, Illinois. New York City. Damn. And then the last one, this is also this is a fake, fake place. But I'll give you actually a bigger hint, too. Uh, the rest were all cities. This is just a country. It just gives oh. me the country. So, Welcome. Garrett, you are, uh, th- you might get this one then. Uh, <laughs> Vixen. Vixen. Ooh, Vixen, DC's Vixen. Let me do you one better. Let me give you a continent. <laughs> Shut the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to hemisphere. Are we getting closer? I'm uh. <laughs> I'm planet Earth. <clears throat> I'm gonna go with. Oh, I'm gonna say Brazil. 
Brazil. Um, Fictional, Alex. I don't know. I'm going to go with Kenya. Some Bessie. Some Bessie. Yeah, mm. yeah, I mean, I first time I've ever heard that. So it's, that's... It just sounds like we're calling some cow over to the Listen, house. Some bestie. Originally, some bestie. I'll tell you. Originally, the, he, they gave me six other ones, and I said, "And I said, hey, those are way too fucking easy. You got some harder ones." And they, they gave me those six. Originally, you wanted hmm. me to say Superman, uh, Smallville, Kansas, Spider Man, New York City, Queens, Batman, Queens, New York, Gotham, Gotham City, Captain America. Oscars. New York, Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York. Wonder Woman. The mascara. Black Mascara, the mascara. Black Panther. New York, New York. Wakanda, forever. Wakanda. No, you just say Wakanda. I was about to be like Black Panther again. Also Wakanda. <laughs> Wakanda City, Wakanda, Wakanda. I'm surprised, you know, I'm surprised how much it doesn't throw in Star City and Central City. Like, I feel like, oh, guys, speaking of, okay, I know this is a big segue. Did you guys read the new Green Lantern number one, or are you getting it? I'm getting it. I haven't gotten it yet. Green Lantern. Green oh, Lantern. it came, came out, out last week, I think. No, I thought it came out the No, it was sooner than that. It came out. I got it right here. got it right here. Okay, you're Who's right. That again? It came out on May 10th. Who's on that book again? Uh, randos. Um, <laughs> You're so good to have talk about. Randos, who cares? But it has Hal, it has John, uh, Jeremy Adams, and Zermonico. Oh, yeah, it's Jeremy oh, Adams. It's Jeremy Adams and Phil Me- Philip Kennedy Johnson, Zermonico, and Montos. But it was phenomenal. I think that was the uh, writer who's coming from TV. Hmm. Well, still, I'm just like, man, uh, it was great. And it took me right back to uh, before uh, Grant and Liam Sharp's uh, Green Lantern. So I need to go back into the show and and, uh, clarify something. There are good books that come out today. (laughs) I'm just saying... (laughs) are you fighting with the ai right now the ai is not real no because you were telling me about this book and i was thinking about how uh like something i just tried to forget what it was but i was just like that was good i literally had it a second ago in my head but now it's gone but i think there's i don't think there's a reason why you'd have to defend it i was gonna say i was saying there's no good books these days like if there is i don't know where they're at like there are great stuff coming out right now i just think in my head like I don't know, like when I read that kind of stuff, and maybe it's nostalgia, maybe it's just, you know, of course, if you're going to read something of that caliber, uh, it makes me excited to read more stuff. And then I go to read my current stuff. And maybe it's I have a bad pull list. Fuck, I don't know. I, uh, <laughs> and then I'm just like, ah, what the fuck is this? And then you, I kind of revert back just reading some old shit. So well, maybe, maybe you need to do a calling, man. Go through it and say, shit, good. Yeah. Shit. Okay. I'm gonna- but, but you know, the, the one thing, though, is that a long time ago when we first started the show, we actually talked about just books. We didn't talk about all the movies. We didn't talk about the games. We didn't talk about other things. We talked about like six books that we all read for the week or three books that we each decided to read for the show and then tell you about it and what we thought about it. So back then, we used to read a lot more books. I mean, to be fair, I don't read as much as I used That's to. True. That is, and If I read I six books for one show, I'd be like, 
yeah, you go fucking take a walk. Dude, we, you look back at those. Look at that first handful of episodes we did. We were talking about like 20 bucks a show. And, yeah. Uh, there's no way. But I think because we had such a diverse and different pull list from each other that we could put 20 books on that list. And I think maybe you are correct. Like the number of books that I'm getting has definitely dwindled. And I feel like maybe because I'm picking safer choices because I'm only get a few things. And I always go with people that I know, Tom King, and, you know, I'm never really branching out. And I can't find that, you know, diamond in the rough. I think you got to try out Green Lantern because I think uh, it has some people, like some newer talent, but it was a really good story. You know what? I'm, I'll read it. I'm going to read it right after we're done here. Perfect. I, my thing is that I feel like I still, I, I am doing more of the safer Jeff Lemire. I'm still going back and finding old stuff of their writing, but I am still a sucker for finding a number one. Uh, sometimes a cover just draws me into a book. I still have the old habits. The problem is I'm not caught up on fucking anything. So, well, if you didn't play Metroid Prime like 12 times, then maybe hey, you'd be caught up. Hey, I'm playing Tears of the Kingdom right now. Papa's busy, so shut up. <laughs> He's playing. Hey, sorry, I, sorry, I targeted you. I'm sorry, I hit you right in the feels, man. To be fair, I'm so stuck. Like when I this past weekend, I have now. I'm only missing one Swamp Thing issue, and I've already ordered it on eBay. I am so pumped to read these new 52 three different runs: Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, Swamp Thing, and Animal Man. Uh, Papa's gonna be busy. Isn't Frankenstein, Agent of Shade, written by our pals who did Superman? Uh, Matt Kent. Uh, no, actually, it was Jeff Lemire to begin with, and then Matt Kent wrote the second. Part oh, never of it. mind. Okay, I'm thinking something else. Damn. I don't. I don't think that's what I thought. Oh, maybe he that they were in uh, Superman for a little bit. Uh, what's our boys' uh, names who were doing Superman, and then Brian Michael Bendis came and chopped them down? Uh, Gleason and Tomasi. Yeah, they do some sort of Frankenstein thing, and maybe they did it after Matt Kent. But I know they get involved. With yeah, them. I think they did because I, they were they went back and they were still doing Batman and Robin. Yeah. Okay. Um. So they did a stint there, and then they did Super Sons uh, for a bit too. There we go. But yeah, thanks, Brian Michael Bendis, for uh, ending one of the best Superman books of all time. And I think, um, aren't they Are they both doing work over at Marvel now? Uh, not that I, I see. I know, they I know Tomasi's doing his own book, Blood Tree. Yeah, Tomasi's doing... Is over there. Gleason. Did he yeah, do, he's been doing some Marvel. Yeah, he's been doing he's some Spider-Man, Spider-Man covers yeah. and stuff. God damn. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the nature of the business. The boys have been in for a little bit. Now those guys, and so you know, at a point, if they're not going to get their own book over at DC, you got to spread your wings, baby, fly away, fly, right, fly away. Alex over here playing playing uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I'm over here uh, pay, uh, playing a new, also a new release game called Red Dead Redemption Two. Um, <laughs> and by the way, also I'm falling back into my old habits with this game. I, 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 that's because it's the biggest game of all fucking and I will time. say this too when you play the one thing I think, it still looks great and it still sounds great and it still plays great I have one issue and maybe I just forgot how to do it because it's been so long <laughs> uh, in other games you can like lock on a quest and like know the steps necessary to like finish that uh, I, I don't even know where the fuck to go like there's things on my map and then they tell me shit and then like it disappears and I don't know what to do I think it depends on if it's night or day, and yeah. 
Try changing the time of day. I, I'm in a rut right now. I can't find a game to settle on, so I just been... or or you go to my uh, Google machine, go to ign.com, and just it tells you all the fucking answers. Okay, I'll ask the AI maybe and see what it says. So uh, get a heading, get a heading on your uh, fictional compass if you know what me, I mean. Me, me and Todd are working through some things, and uh, as I stated, uh, uh, we'll work through some uh, new elements. This is the final episode of episode five. Or excuse me, season five. Season six will start with the next episode. And so, yeah, every once in a we got to shake it up. And so I got some ideas going into next season. Uh, some new production going into this. And uh, ramping up, baby. Six seasons. Even though season one, if you go back and look at the amount of episodes we did for season one, because we weren't really doing seasons, and then I made that season one, that's like four seasons. So we're basically on ten. But we're going to say six. Well, guess what? We have a new... Uh firmware on the ipad so we're we're gonna be ready to fucking boil some eggs new firmware baby <laughs> go to wednesdaycomics.com subscribe to the show show your friends the show you don't show your mom the show you miss something you didn't give her something from from mother's day this is a belated gift uh just whatever she has an ipad of course if she just, just don't show any of our moms because it is explicit. So uh, <laughs> don't. And then she, your mom would find out that you opened those. Yeah, don't get us in trouble, <laughs> yeah, don't get us in trouble, guys. Come on, We're, we still got to, to keep our moms happy. So uh, do that uh, while you're also on there. Click on the uh, button to go to the website and order some merch. Um, obviously, uh, we have the. Uh, Miami Vice logo. We have the uh, Flash kind of lightning bolt logo, and then the one you're seeing right now that the old DC Shield on there parody uh, <laughs> parody. Uh, Got our OG on there too. And so you know, Supercon's coming up. Supercon.com. That's Sue, as in Sioux Falls. C C S I O. Erase the C. S I O U X. C O N dot com. Supercon dot com. You know, guys, have seen, and this is a plug for Supercon. It's fantastic. It's going to be in October. Go to the website. Figure out how you're going to get here, no matter where you're at. I want to see people from. I want to see people from Portland. I want to see people from Sherpart. I want to see people from Orlando. You know what? Let's go outside too. Let's go outside of the country. You know, countries, Garrett. Let's go to France. I want to see them in there. And they're all coming to this town to see this uh, Supercon. Not because they can't see this anywhere else in the world. As you seen, Garrett, when you went to uh, C2E2. There are obviously bigger things, but you're never going to see the three amigos unless you go to that one. So, exactly. Oh, jeez. He's over there in Cheese Town. We're over here in fucking Cattle City. Moo uh, <laughs> moo. Uh, roots of the Swamp Thing.com. We talked about Swamp Thing. Go there. The Avatar of the Green is his name, uh, that is his game plan. To be the avatar until his last days. So go to uh, roots, roots of the swamp thing dot com. Uh, check out the Holland Files, fantastic little zine that he has going on over there. Uh, I went back and read my article, you know, because obviously, you know, every once in a while, Alex, you got to pump up the ego, right? You know, some days, oh, some days that it's almost like in Zelda, right? Some days the heart gets taken down to the last fucking sliver. You need something to bring it back up, and that's you know a little boost. Marvin, you of all people know you don't need to boost my ego. I do that enough every day because I think I'm fucking awesome. And it's also helpful because I ner- I don't remember what I wrote. So every once in a while I go back and read, I'm like, this is fucking brand new. It's a new story to me. 
Genius. Anyways, make sure to pick that issue up. I believe it's issue three or four. I don't know f- for sure, so just get all of them. Uh, you're just looking at it. <laughs> I didn't look at the cover, though, <laughs> to see which issue it is. I think it's four. If I if it came down to a gun to my head, we're talking dull barrel shotgun right to the forehead, I would say four. Yeah. Because I think I don't have number four. I have one through three. Oh, RainbowComicsAndCards.com. That is Rainbow. ComicsAndCards.com, your definitive source for all things comics. Uh, as we were talking about, excellent books out there. No bad books. Uh, go ahead and, and pick up some comic books. Go back, you know, go back through the, uh, as Alex is doing there. Every once in a while, it's fun to go back and collect a run. Go back there and you could, you know, pick up uh, Captain America from the 90s. Why, Heroes Reborn, why wouldn't you? Uh, probably because it's not good. Uh, you could go back and collect Superman Grounded. Probably not because, you know, not good. But uh, there are things out there. You know, every once in a while. Get the, get the end link. Number one book out there. And no, geez. I also want to say Still this. the worst book I've ever read. You know, everybody loves cake, but somebody out there loves anchovies. So sometimes there's a specific taste for a smaller group of people. So there may be great shit coming out for them right now. It's not an anchovy guy. So uh, I feel like taking up the wall. Oh, on Twitter, at Wednesday Comics, at Garot2188, and the AP Keaton, at the AP Keaton. You know how it fucking works. Um, contact us there. Uh, I'm on there surfing the uh, Twitters. It's it's a it's a wild west over there now. I think I talked about this last week. Mm-hmm. So it's the wild west out there now. Um, you can pay seven dollars and act like uh I'm official over there. Which I mean, we kind of um, we are already. I don't need to pay seven dollars for the understanding. <laughs> I got the DC. I got the excuse me Wednesday Comics Shield over there. So uh, uh, I'm good. Um. Anything else? I think that's it. I think, that's, I think that's a wrap, my dude. I think that's the show. Also, um, so this is uh, to wrap this up. Season five completed with this episode. Season six next week. Me and Todd have been hard at work trying to revamp this show. This is the juice that it needs to bolt to the next century. And uh, you're going to see this momentum go beyond the supercon. And uh, uh, and. It's going to be a brand new revolution. Uh, I'm promising you the world. And guess what? I'm going to hold, hold you to that. Because it's going to happen. Me and Todd. Well, actually, you know, Todd is the one in charge, kind of. So hold it to him. Uh, I will speak about it later to him and see what he thinks about it. And then I'll let you know what he says. Todd. Robot Todd. So for Wednesday Comics, uh, my name is Gary. I'm Todd with one D. I'm Todd with two Ds. Hey everyone, enjoy your summer vacation, get those balls away from your thighs, and keep turning those pages. Mm